Welcome to Moro's Podcast, an open platform to share what's on your mind. You can listen to the episodes on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and more. And you can find the podcast listening list on the website, moro'spodcast.weebly.com. With that said, welcome to episode 23 of the podcast. I'm your host, Moro Truth. Yeah, you don't see me with the webcam this time, otherwise my guest here is going to lag <laughs> and such. <laughs> yeah, she's from all the way on the other side of the world. But yeah, let's introduce her. So, she is uh, Shri Nation. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself, about what you do, and etc. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Shri Nation on YouTube. Otherwise, I'm Shri or Puja Shri in total. I know, like, weird name. So, I just stick with Shri. I'm from India. I'm from the little state of Assam, which is in the northeastern part of India. A uh, very small town, very small city, small town girl. Uh, other than that, I'm I'm very new to YouTube, and uh, I uh, besides YouTube, I'm actually more into writing, especially fiction writing. I really want to be a novelist someday, so that's the dream. But YouTube is something that I don't know, like I just started and I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of intrigued by it, I, I'd say. And I've met a lot of people. I've met uh, you, for example, and I'm really, I'm really glad that you uh, invited me to your podcast. I'm honored. I'm quite nervous. And yeah, that's about it. That's about, that's about all about me. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. I, I know I, I got you as a guest because, you know, I've seen on your content that you like having, um, like long discussions about um, controversial topics or stuff that goes on, you know, and that, that's definitely yeah. something that, you know, I, I like talking about on the podcast as well. So um, how, when, how long ago did you start YouTube actually? Or how long ago did you start writing as well? Um, my writing goes back a long time. YouTube is like, uh, I would say two months or three months ago, but YouTube is something that was like really unplanned. Well, writing was also very unplanned for me, but writing was like, as a kid, I would just like, uh, I, I hated school for some reason. I don't know why. Like school to me was a nightmare. I would like, I would just fall asleep during math, social science, everything. But English and like, you know, poetry, English literature was something that I just loved, loved doing. I, I love reading in general. So I would write short poems, short stories. And then by the age of like, 13 or 14 I forgot about writing you know like life got in the way and mm -hmm. um, again at the age of like 21 uh, when I was like really at like a low point a friend of mine suggested that you know like hey why don't we just like write something you know she's a writer too uh, but she's a screenwriter so she doesn't focus on like lengthy texts but I was always like like ironically a movie if it's like average couldn't hold my attention but if a novel is good and it's like a thousand pages i would devour that like mm -hmm. it, it can hold my attention for a thousand pages but a movie for two hours if it's passable i won't watch it after the first 45 minutes so i was always like that so she suggested we write a screenplay but i said let's we we started off by writing a screenplay but then it just became more and more details so we decided to go for a novel and it's almost finished now uh, we're just looking for an agent and besides that youtube was something that i was not planning at all i was just like i just, if funnily enough youtube was something that i started when i had a breakdown 
<laughs> you oh, know, really? like I would, <laughs> yeah, because I was just like there was a lot of like I, things that I was dealing with, and I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was like, let me just record this, whatever this is, and just talk about it. Like I'm talking to a therapist. I know, pathetic. But oh no no just, not, like, not at all not at all. I mean, it's like a <laughs> platform like for you to vent on like stuff that goes exactly. on in your life. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and. And it was not like I was like planning to upload it on YouTube as well. I was like, this is going to be like a video diary. I'm going to put these videos in a folder. And whenever I feel bad, I'm going to I'm going to look at them. But I decided that I'm just going to upload them so that like if I ever feel like this, I'm going to look back at it and just realize like this is not where I want to be. And I just I just talked for like 30 minutes in that video. And uh, it was just like an incoherent rambling about like why I shouldn't jump off a roof, you know? So like mm-hmm. that was where I was when I started YouTube. And like, uh, so I uploaded a video and I didn't think about like doing it over and over, like, you know, like daily uploads, weekly uploads, scheduling, you know, like I was not into that mindset of like being a YouTuber or something. But when I uploaded that video, a hundred people watched it, not too many, but a hundred people. And from that hundred people about, I didn't know any of these people. I didn't share it on Facebook, like like share, subscribe, like that. Was, this was right. not like that kind of <laughs> Yeah, video. you didn't have a call to action at, at the time, I would say. <laughs> exactly. This is not the kind of video where I'm like, I don't know, like promoting myself. So I, I was embarrassed by this video. So out of those hundred people, about six people uh, messaged me and said that, like, this is really good, what you talked about, I went through with it as well, you know, like, I went through anxiety, I went through depression, I went through suicidal thoughts, you should, like, you know, you should talk about it more, but there was, like, one, one comment that struck with me, like, this was, uh, this was someone that I didn't know, this was someone that, you know, like, is from, I I have no idea where, where he or she is from, like, I don't know what country they're from, I never asked them, but they said this one sentence that just stuck with me, they said, I'm considering suicide every day i i'm not worth living that's what that's what this person said and like my episode was just this once you know like this happened once and this person is thinking about this every day and it just like i don't know it just blew my like i don't know i i couldn't i couldn't handle it like someone dropped that on me you know like they told me that and after that, I continuously stayed in touch with this person. And I just tried to make sure that I was like always in contact with them. So with YouTube, I was like always like, I don't know, like back and forthing with this person. At the same time, I just realized that when I vented on YouTube, when I uploaded something and I, when I got this response of like empathy, I would say like people were empathizing and people were like, you know, I relate to this. I was like, this is not a bad platform. So I started with like, not planning anything at all just uploading random videos about you know like i have no idea what i uploaded the first for the first (laughs) few times after that video like really nobody should watch those videos like but i decided that like if i am going to upload something might as well give something of value to people you know so i Mm -hmm. started yeah yeah so i started with like talking about things that i love which is movies and uh, so I made like one or two movie reviews and movie analysis criticisms. They fared well; they were good. But 
my interest was never about like movies or like how to direct movies or how to do this, how to do that. It was always about story. It was always about how someone tells a story and how someone tells a story right. So I decided that I'm not just going to talk about like the movies that I like, but I'm going to talk about every single storyteller that I like. So in that realm, uh, I've only uploaded like seven videos and I don't have too many subscribers, but I decided I'm going to talk about any storyteller I think is worthy of mention, like whether it's a YouTuber, whether it's a reality TV show star, whether it's a sports person, whether it's, I don't know, like Joe Rogan, whether it's, you know, some professor, whether it's anybody, anybody who can convey an idea in the best way possible, I'm going to talk about them. And like, I'm not like deciding that, you know, like that's going to be like my format or something. But yeah, like that is something that I don't know that interests me. Like storytelling has always interested me. So yeah, I'm going to like, I think I'm going to focus on that aspect in my, in my video. That's good. Yeah, I could see like from the way you talked about like when you started YouTube at first, you went to um, vent about issues that you were going through. You were kind of like you're like being a therapist yourself in a way, and then it got to a yeah. point where like other uh, people who are watching your videos having like it's going through something similar and they're coming to yeah. you for advice on how to deal with it. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty interesting, like, as YouTube as a platform, because it's a way to, like, express your thoughts, express your opinions, etc. That's how it was for me, like, later on, when I moved, mm -hmm. when I moved down into, like, doing vlogs and telling stories about my job. So, and yeah, it's you cool started that... YouTube sorry, go ahead. A long time ago, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you started YouTube a long time ago, right? Like, you started uh, uh, about a year ago, I think. Or... No, no, I started around April 2015. And um, okay. bef yeah, before my, my channel was like much different. Like at first mm -hmm. I was doing like gaming, but then like later on I transitioned to like doing vlogs and some storytelling. And then beginning of this year, that's when I started, mm -hmm. you know, hosting my own podcast. So like yeah. the gaming, you know, stopped being on YouTube. I stream games on Mixer, like on a, on a separate platform for streaming. But okay. yeah, like the way I was doing like my vlogs or how I was telling my stories, um, I, mm -hmm. would, I had like the similar approach as, as you had, you know, I wanted to like put value, you know, into these stories, you know, have like, you know, I would like no pun intended, like have a moral of the story, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, like when you talk about like an issue that like goes on in life, whether if it's like suicidal thoughts or anxiety or depression, and then, like, somebody else watches that video, and then they come to you, and, like, for advice, they share, you know, they open up to you, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, wow, you know, like, I didn't think, like, somebody was going to, like, reach out to me, like, that, oh, they're going exactly. through that, you know, yeah, and it, that's pretty cool, you know, that as you express, like, your thoughts and opinions on, you know, mental health, because mental health is definitely important, I'm, I don't know why some people still don't see that as, you know, as an issue, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's very important because you know if people don't even pay attention to mental health you know you, you never know if somebody might be gone the next day or next week or next month so i so feel true. like yeah and i made a tweet like not not a while back i was talking about when like one of my friends like he he passed away like he he had like complications with like liver surgery he died at 21 
And, you know, like, it really got me thinking that you know, life is too short, you know? Like, we, it's good to, like, you know, check up on your friends. I don't, like, disconnect from them, you know, check up on them, see how they're doing. Not, I mean, that's what mm -hmm. I'm starting to do now because, like, I remember, like, recently somebody contacted me and it's been, like, like over five years since we last talked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's pretty mm -hmm. cool, you know, to, like, go back and like talk to those people that I've associated with in the past and you know just catch up with them you know it's a good feeling it's a good yeah. feeling it is it is and uh in today's world it's like mental health is not only just ignored it's thought about as taboo to discuss it like if you talk about like oh I feel sad or vulnerable and they'll be like toughen up you know man up especially for men it's even worse it's like uh, one of my friends uh one of my uh he was not like my friend but we were like mutual friends you know, mm -hmm. and uh, when I heard of his passing, like he uh, committed suicide, and I just, I couldn't believe it that that person of all could like do that. And then you kind of feel this sense of guilt that you weren't in touch with them enough and you didn't like try to reach out to them. But that's kind of like the, the point, you know, like even I, when I went through something like that, mine was because of hopelessness. It was not because of a chemical imbalance in my brain or something, but uh, because of like, um, well, issues by, at home and stuff like that. And um, all of that kind of, you know, like burdening me to the point where I was like, I felt, how am I going to cope with all this responsibility? But when you talk about like people who go through this on like a chemical level, you know, like a, like a clinical depression. So it's, 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 it happens so frequently and nobody kind of people talk about it, but they're like, it's sad. It like we, we need to take care of our children. We need to put them on medication, give them therapy. But it's like the the problem is nobody goes to the core and be like, right. why is this happening? Why? Why is everybody feeling like this? Like, what is this despair? You know, like we we are not in we're not in the Great Depression. We're not suffering from polio. We're not in some second, third world war. Donald Trump hasn't gone crazy yet. So it's like, what is it, you know? And then we kind of realize that on an individual level, we've become so, like, we have social media. We have all of these things. We have gaming. We have this. But we're also cut off from each other that you can tell, you can, you can say hello to me and we might be you know connected but i wouldn't know anything about you even if exactly. i was your facebook friend for 10 years i wouldn't know like what tragedy you're going through because nobody wants to sit down and talk to you and be like hey is there something wrong because the second you like decide to sit on a cat in a cafe and talk they'll be on their phone they'll you're there but they'll be on a phone they're on their phone yeah, so, yeah, yeah and i've seen that as well like like with this facebook like for example like People would be like, "Oh, I'm mm -hmm. at all these people because, oh yeah, because I know them." But like, I gotta like really talk to them. Like, you added them for a reason, not just because you know them. Like, if you're not gonna talk to mm -hmm. them, like, then why do you have them added as a friend? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and the exactly. same thing too, like with people using their phones in in public rather than having a conversation with somebody else. Like, sometimes at times yeah. I could be a little guilty of this at times, but no, we're all a little guilty of it. But it's like there. You have to balance it. I believe that. Because of course, yeah. I don't. Yeah, we. I don't have too many friends, but I have a few selected friends. Like my, like my friend goals 
changed from like high school to college like from high school i was like i need to fit in you know like i see a group and i'm like i need to fit in there you know like i need to talk to these people and stuff and my thing was i was like very obese you know like clinic like morbidly obese in in from like from the age of 15 i started gaining excessive amounts of weight and my thing was that i was i would always like crack jokes and try to be funny and all of that it was like just to just to fit in and i did i never had like that problem like i was bullied in high school because i was fat no i had like one or two comments passed at me but i was never like bullied and like you know thrown to the ground or something like that so but i did have friends but i always wanted to be like be like i don't know uh likable i would say you know so because let's say if you say you like wrestling and i don't know anything about wrestling but i would still be like yeah wrestling man i watch that every night i love that shit but i don't you know i don't know about it but i would still say it just to have a friend but now i'm like i've i've shrunk that group to like three or four people three or four important people in my life that's all i give value to and whenever they come to my house or i go to their place or we talk we talk you know we we're not like you know like oh what movie did you watch we're like is everything okay what's going on what's you know is your job stressing you is your health okay like the most important things like i like to talk about that so that at least they have someone to vent to and i would have someone to vent to as well you know and that's so rare that's like so rare today i don't know like boyfriends and girlfriends don't talk to each other that much that <laughs> Right. right <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I wouldn't know at least, but um, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, like from high school to college, like your expectations of who you consider as a friend changed, like you would say, yeah, yeah like yeah, for me as well, like for me personally, I don't really have much friends. I I have mostly like acquaintances, people I would say, oh hey, like here and there, but you know, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, haven't really like gotten like more into like what who they are and like what they're going through you know and that's something that that we all need to work on like for sure <laughs> no but it's like extroversion is a talent for few people i would say you know like you can be heavily extroverted or you can be heavily introverted but yeah uh, it it all depends on how much energy you can give because for me it's like if i hang out with a group like a large group i feel like my energy has like depleted like 90% i i get tired talking to too many people i don't know why what's i don't know what is wrong with me but i guess i'm too introverted at some level like i am not like extremely introverted but right, i can't right, talk here. to too many people at yeah like i can't talk to like a lot of people like parties and stuff i can't do i can't, i i go crazy you know but if it's like two people <laughs> hanging out like having mm-hmm. a beer or something like with one friend i'm okay with that but it's like if it's like a lot of people that most of them that i don't know i have to get out of there you know i i i'm past the phase of making a, a good impression on everybody like trying to impress everybody you know like i have a few acquaintances as well like those people will always be like i bought this car i have this new chick you know in my life i have this new thing i bought i have to watch i'm like great but who are you trying to impress you know it's so empty most of these things and i'm not i'm not going against extroverted people obviously but like right right we we function differently you know like we function differently and that's the thing like the people that i've given importance to in my life i give them the utmost importance so that's all that matters to me like they 
if I'm talking to them, I I give them my full attention, like all of that. And I believe that's like really important. Even if you have one friend, you know, like th- that friend needs to be very important to you and not like someone expendable, you know, like I just right. know that I not like that, you know. And yeah, other thing is that you should choose your friends wisely because you don't know who's out there just to enjoy your company and who's out there because they care about you. So, yeah, that's one of the important things say. Yeah, yeah, of course. I I agree with that because there have been like times in the past where like I have friends and then like later on those friends, you know, they they show their true colors, I would say. And then, you know, yeah. I cut ties with them. So, and yeah, I kind of like what you're saying too, when people like talk to you about like accomplishments or like good news that are going on in their lives. They're like, oh, I bought this, I bought that. And it's, it gets to a point where, you know, people are more into like, like materialistic things. Like, rather than, you know, like, stuff that has, like, more, like, sentimental value, you know? Like, like, oh, okay, you bought, you bought, like, you're buying stuff that you want rather than stuff that you need. Like, you would say, oh, yeah, I bought a PS4. Like, okay, good, all right, but are you, all right, are you going to, like, play something with me or something? or <laughs> Right? No, yeah, that's that's funny because like if if it's if someone is like let's say you you are interested in gaming and you buy a PS4, it's like you you're gonna cherish it, you know, you're gonna value that thing. You're gonna be like, yeah, I, I really enjoy this. But uh, kids today, most of like not kids, I would say like even adults, like for them these are like throwaway items. Even the materialistic things that they own is not good enough. It's like waiting for the next iPhone, you know, like the iPhone X is everything right now. But the moment there is a new iPhone, the iPhone X is going to be as valueless as, I don't know, like iPhone one or something. So it's sad, like you, you uh, spend so much time and so much energy on this, like on these things. And uh, the worst part is whenever I watch a Dr. Phil episode, and those brats come out, like, you know, like I need five thousand dollar per month allowance from my mother i'm like why why do you need that what's what are you gonna do with it exactly. you're probably not gonna value it if someone yeah, gives gonna me invest $5, on it or something my gosh exactly like, you start a business or... gives... <laughs> i'm gonna start a business if i get that kind of money. if i get one thousand dollars i'm gonna invest that you know and but that's just like my poor person mentality talking but that's that's also also it's because that kids that all these kids who get like money just like just to just to spend they would never understand how to make money not like how to earn money from like a job or something but how to how to how to uh, how to make hundred dollars out of ten dollars it's very easy to make a hundred dollars out of ten dollars they just don't know how to do it. you know the the thing about like the the stuff they own is that the let's say you buy something let's say you earn a lot from youtube the first thing you do is spend it on i wish <laughs> we all <win. laughs> but let's say you just go you you just are in that are in that zone where adsense you're you're killing it in adsense and the first thing you buy is like a louis vuitton bag the thing that most people don't understand is that within a year or two years that bag is going to sell at 50% off so that tells you about the value of that thing, you know? So when I see a rich person, a rich, rich person buy something, they buy something like real estate or they buy something like art. 
So what happens here is that they buy these things because the value always doubles, triples, quadruples to, to an extreme level. Like you, you, the, the art they, they bought for $6 million, they were going to sell it at $60 million. But a, 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 a typical 20-year-old, 80-year-old rich person bought, let's say, a 7,000 bag from Louis Vuitton. It has no value 10 years down the line. So it kind of tells you everything, you know? So it's like material things, not all material things have value, unless they have sentimental value, like you said. Yeah, like if I get, like you said, a Louis Vuitton bag, I'm probably going to sell it for higher rather than I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually use it, but maybe <laughs> maybe give it to my mom or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm talking about Louis Vuitton because I watched this Dr. Phil episode the other day about this girl who gets $5,000 a month allowance and spends it all on bags. All on bags. I, I, I can't relate to that. Like, I don't understand it. $5,000 worth of handbags and backpacks like wow you know like i had to sit down for a while and be like okay these people exist right it's like easier to like for them to spend money rather than like earn the money themselves like some of these like younger like the folks in the younger generation they don't know like what the value of money is so like yeah. no, and they're, later, mm -hmm. they're sad most of the time they're sad too most time, you know yeah like, yeah, you don't need a Louis Vuitton bag, you know, you gotta do something else with that, you know, why don't you just, you know, buy some groceries for, for the family or something, you know, I mean, that's what I do at least, but, yeah, yeah buy something that's, it's, like, more useful. <laughs> exactly. And the same episode, uh, not the same episode, but I watched uh, her, this person's YouTube channel, and they said that they, they made this video, like, buying a fake, uh, Louis Vuitton or Chanel bag. I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe Louis Vuitton. It's like buying a fake Louis Vuitton bag and comparing it with the real one. So when they bought this bag off the street, it was a knockoff. It was a it was a duplicate. Exact looks exactly the same, like a Chinese product. But <laughs> really? it was a bag, wow. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's it's a bag, you know. For us, it's it's like it's a bag. But for them, it's like you know the trash versus like I don't know whatever. So they bought this and they were like. Ew, this is like the worst thing ever. And I was standing it at the, the sentence that caught me and I was laughing my ass off was that I was breathing the air of these bags and I feel so disgusted, you know, like I need to leave. And when he opened these, this fake bag and he's like, I can't believe I'm breathing this disgusting air and, you know, like this, this cheap thing, I can't touch it. You know, it's like he needed Purell for his hands because he touched a fake bag and I'm like, Oh my God, there are, I, in India, there's so many problems, but in America, there's like children being ripped off from their mother's hands and you're worried about touching a bag that's poorly made. Like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's some people's priorities. Like, wow, okay. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop with this. But oh, no, I no, no worries. This... With that. Oh, I can hear I myself now. I just got that episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, no, it's, you have every reason to be upset. Yeah, most definitely. Like, yeah, there's more important issues in the world rather than like scared about touching a fake Louis Vuitton bag. Like, kind of like what you said about families being, you know, separated. You know, especially you know, like at the border. You know, of if you know a bit about that, like, and I think it's like in in Mexico, like the Mexican border. There's like families like 
like their parents, like the parents be separated from the children, you know, because they were trying to cross illegally, and you know, uh, people being put in detention centers, then the kids might even like stay there for like the rest of their lives because there's nobody else in the U.S. you know that could like pick them up, you know. It's, it's sad. I heard. I heard about that. The thing is that I wanted to follow that story. I saw the headline on my Twitter feed, uh, but I couldn't follow it because another scandal happened in my state where uh, it, it, it just blew up. It, 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 it engulfed all of my feeds on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere. Uh, the thing is that like two boys here were killed like for, uh, for no apparent reason, you know, in a, in a mob lynching because they were mistaken to be child traffickers. But they were not child traffickers. They were just young boys who went sightseeing at this remote village. And the villagers mistook them for child traffickers. So that's what happened here. And everybody was like mad at all the articles were talking about it. So I couldn't really read on the, the, the thing that was happening in Mexico. But I read about it a little bit, like here and there, like tidbits. And it's it's such a i don't know it's like what's the point of doing that like it's such a bizarre bizarre scenario like why snatch kids away from their parents like give them back to their parents you know like what are you doing putting them in detention centers like this is an auschwitz you know like you're 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 snatching them and putting them in detention centers are you going to take care of them are you going to give them proper education no you're not you're going to throw them there it's like I don't know. I like, it's, it doesn't make sense at all, you know. This right. I story. understand, like you know, stuff goes on like in that country as well. That's why there's actually like a legitimate reason why these people are trying to like leave the country and like go to the U.S. and you know try to get more opportunity, you know. Yeah. And you know, like exactly. with, you know, the Trump administration, you know, is making it harder for you know for illegal immigrants to actually get opportunities. You know, it's it sucks. It really does. And uh, the thing that the Trump administration and uh, I don't have anything against Republicans or Democrats simply because I don't understand the politics. Like, yeah, the, me the neither. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't I don't know what Democrats believe in, what conservatives believe in and what Republicans believe in. So I can't talk like I can't go against and for someone like, you know. But uh, the thing is that the thing that the party in charge don't understand that immigrants are the backbone of every country. I know that because the thing with my state is that my state of Assam is that it's directly next to Bangladesh. You've heard of Bangladesh, right? That country. So it's like, yeah, it's have, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's right. It's, it's like, it's like it, I jump from the border and like immediately I'm in Bangladesh. I don't even need a passport. I don't even have to walk that far from the border. It's so close. So in Bangladesh, obviously, situations are not as good. But in Assam, you know, like structurally, financially, economically, things are going well. So most of the immigrants like jump from Bangladesh illegally and they try to find work here. And obviously, obviously, like there are, of course, like not the most uh, financially stable and literate people jump the border. We have to understand that people in dire straits and people who are desperate decide to leave their country like that, you know, like decide to leave their motherland. So we need to put that into consideration. Putting that into consideration, the thing is that these people are the only people willing to work minimum wage and willing, willing to work manual labor for 
half the price, you know? It's always immigrants who work the hardest for like half the amount you would charge for something as tough as let's say manual labor. So in here with Bangladesh, it's like Bangladeshis are mostly Muslims. There are Christians, I don't know, but mostly like Muslim people. So I noticed the the economic like the 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 I, I noticed that the, the thing I said that, you know, like uh, immigrants are the backbone of every place they're in is when whenever Eid happens, you know, the Eid festival and it's like whenever Eid and this kind of like Muslim festival happens, there are no public transportation. There is no manual laborers. Nobody delivers the paper. Nobody delivers the milk. There are no gardeners. There is nobody who is working these jobs. It's like the economy gets stagnated in Assam, every time the Muslims decide it's a holiday, every time like the Bangladeshis decide it's a holiday. So you kind of see that you throw all the immigrants out, you have to pick up the, 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 the work that these people do, the hard work, and you have to start putting your backbone in it. And I don't think most people would be ready for that. But immigrants are always the ones who work the hardest. You know, so that's something I've noticed here, but I don't know how it is in America. But yeah, I would say it's the same way. Yeah, most definitely. Like, immigrants are ready to work harder. They're ready to do anything to, to leave their own country, you know, for more opportunities. Exactly. And they yeah. always start from the bottom. They always start from, like, the smallest job, and they work the hardest to get to the top. So anybody who's, like, this is why I think struggle is so important. Because unless you've really struggled, you don't want to leave your comfort zone and you don't want to work that hard. And it's really hard to succeed unless you really want to be struggling to get there. And yeah, immigrants know that really well. Right, right. And then the struggles, it actually makes them stronger. So yeah, yeah and then like when back to like, you know, what we talked about earlier about mental health, you know, like when these kids are like being separated from their parents, like, you know, their mental health, you know, gets affected, you know, it could like even scar them you know for the rest of their lives you know they have to like be away from their parents for like for like a long period of time who like who knows how long you know they have to be separated from their parents so yeah and then the parents you know their mental health gets affected as well because knowing that you know they may or may not like see their children you know for like a pretty long time like we don't know how long but you know like it's just these things you know that the Trump administration doesn't really think about or like whoever is like supporting that. Yeah. And I don't see the point of that, actually. I like, I don't see the point of this, this separation, you know, like if you've found kids who've like jumped the border or you found these families, there's no point separating the kids from the families. Give the kids back to the families and be like, if you really want to kick them out of the house, let's say, you kick everybody out and not like, oh, I'm going to keep your kid. You get out of my house. That is weird. You know, like just give the kids back to the families. Don't keep them detained. It's like, what's the point? That's the, that's my question as an outsider. What is the point of this? Like, I don't understand. Like I have to read, but much too much into it. But like, I don't get it. Like putting kids in these camps or whatever, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Oh, oh, yeah, my folks are doing stuff in the kitchen. That's really why we're hearing all this noise right now, <laughs> if you can hear it. 
But um, yeah, I think this will be a good time to go into uh, our final thought segment. So we could just basically talk about, you know, I would say, you know, the moral of the story of this of this discussion or our final thoughts on everything we talked about. Everything we talked about. Oh, we talked about uh, kids dealing with depression and silence and the Trump administration. <laughs> right, so, right. What, what would you uh, say, like, the main thing you would take out of, out of the discussion? Out of this discussion, I would say that just like we, we are talking right now, I hope people start talking more to people, not like, you know, uh, not, just, not just venting, not just being like, listen to my problems, but talk as well as listen, you know, like do a back and forth instead of be, being on your cell phones all the time. I know it's, it's hypocritical of me to say that being a YouTuber and being someone who's always, you know, trying to stay connected on Instagram. Right, and stuff, I understand. It's a, it's a bit easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, it's being easier said than done. But you can always like, I don't know, you can always, let's say we're, we're not in the social media era, we're in the television era and the radio era. You can always enjoy television and radio and you can always enjoy a conversation. So value conversation, value that time you get with your friends, your folks, your family, anybody. Talk to them and just don't be silent about anything. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really important for your mental health to be open and not just suffer in silence, but anything that's, that might be bothering you. And regarding the politics of it all, this, this kind of thing, like I said, like with Americans dealing with this situation right now and with us Assamese people dealing with the death of these two boys for no reason at all, I would say that for me, what happened is when I read into the story of these two boys dying in Assam for just for sightseeing, it kept me up for days, especially because there was a viral video that was released of them being beaten to death. So when I watched that video, I lost sleep for three days. So my take on this would be stop focusing on the news, like stop focusing on media, stop focusing on everything, pray for these children. Uh, you know, do what you can, but just really stop reading the news on a daily basis because it's going to screw with you. Uh, because your mental health is important. At the same time, the news really likes to broadcast negative stuff more than the positive stuff. And if you're already dealing with shit, this is not going to help. Like it didn't help me reading about those two boys. It's not going to help you reading about these people. You can, you can obviously, you know, uh, sign petitions and try to make a change, but don't constantly immerse yourself in politics and don't constantly immerse yourself in the news. That's what I say. Because it has a negative effect on your health, on your mental health. And just focus on your friends, your family, what you're trying to do, all your tasks, your creative passion projects, everything. Focus on that. Focus on you instead of focusing on the larger world problems. That's what I would say. <laughs> oh. Oh, I just saw it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, like to some extent, like don't pay too much attention to like what goes on in the news because, you know, some of them like is like re are like red herrings like to like what's really going on. But yeah, yeah like kind of what we talked about earlier, like mental health is like very important. Like don't like just brush that off as I don't just say, oh, yeah, just go to therapy or oh, go go get professional help. You know, you got to like find out what's the core of you know, what they're going through, what's the core of their anxiety or their depression or anything else that they're going through. 
because mm. I don't know. Yeah, mental health is you know, something that not everybody takes seriously. You know, and it's, it's something that we do need to take seriously because you know, like there has been stuff going on. Like for example, like in America, like like school shootings are like be- more becoming a thing, and and, and it sucks. You know, like even like those those kids you know that are causing it like they could be going through mental health themselves you know and then i guess nobody cared i would say and you know that kind of drove them like to do that you know so it's more like oh okay this kid shot up at school you know this is this more into that you know like like what caused him to do it why did they do it and like how, what were they feeling and you know that kind of goes back to like with friends as well you know like like be like i guess cautious or skeptical of like who your real friends are because like you said like you never know who's who actually who genuinely cares about you and who, who's just there like because they're just there um yeah because there's people out there you know they get joy from like spreading negativity of, of others but then again they might be going through mental health issues you know as well so you know it's, it's good to yeah. like you know ask about you know like oh, how you doing like you know like ask about like what like if they're going through anything and then like if you're going through anything yourself like definitely share it with someone that you trust someone who like generally cares about you and back to like what we talked about with uh with politics um yeah i don't pay too too much attention to it but you know it sucks that uh parents and you know, children like you know in the border like near the border of mexico you know they're getting separated they're being you know, like, they're having their mental health affected. So I would say, like, the main theme of this would be, like, mental health is, like, important, you know, and people have to, you know, they need to care about it because, you know, if you don't, you know, they, they might, you know, form, like, bigger problems. Exactly. And with these kids, like you said, you know, with these kids and with, like, people in Syria and anybody who's faced this kind of, like, traumatic incidents, they, they suffer from, like, mental illnesses that we can't even comprehend like ptsd for example like they would definitely suffer from ptsd if they have to go through something like this but with us if it's like um you know we we kind of brush it off as like nobody would understand because it just would be me complaining about it it's because everything just starts everything just starts being so much more important than your mental health that it just doesn't factor you don't factor it in unless you have that you know like implosion in your head someday like you know you're you're focused on studies you're focused on your job you're focused on everything else but at the end of the day if you're not focused on yourself uh it's it's going to it's going to come back and it's going to come back really bad like uh i don't want to keep I don't want to take too much time uh from from <laughs> from you but uh i was just uh, i didn't know about this 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 musician called chris cornell i don't i never followed them uh followed him i think he was like from sound garden or something like that so he uh committed suicide i believe so i didn't know about this but i was what i was watching this podcast on joe rogan i think and they were talking about like how chris cornell uh killed himself and nobody predicted it but it's like it's like uh they, they, they couldn't understand why he did it, like, why this happened. There's, like, it's so complex, the, the thought of, like, a mental illness plaguing you. Hold on, just give me a moment. I was eating something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was eating, like, a raw cauliflower. <laughs> so it's, <was>, like, pretty <laughs> chewy and crunchy. <laughs> Is it delicious? 
it's not too bad. I probably like it cooked better. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really need some water with that. But um yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um let's actually go ahead and get into the responses from the previous episode's question. So I'm gonna go ahead and read the question again for those who um didn't listen to um the the previous episode. So uh, episode 22's question was, what do you think of Elon Musk's idea to create a database of journalists rated on their credibility? Before I actually get to responses, I, I want to talk about my response for this question um, that was asked by um, Ninify TV. Yeah, he was going to actually be a guest for this episode, but, you know, stuff came up. But he was on okay. us, but that's on a previous episode. He asked the question, mm-hmm. and what I think of it is that I can see, like, the pros and cons of this. Like, the like one of the cons of this, you know, it might be, like, maybe biased on, like, who's actually a reliable source and who isn't and, like, who's more credible than the other. And then the pros is, like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy's more credible, so I'm going to listen to them. But, you know, it's it's kind of, like, you know, bittersweet, I would say. If if it does get implemented versus if it doesn't, I feel like it's kind of like it'll be like rate my professor, except you know you're rating your journalist. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first response comes from Circle Strafe, or Straff. Uh, he says, "I think that whilst the idea seems reasonable enough on the surface, the thing that worries me is why Elon is bringing it up in the first place. I personally think." This is more Elon trying to manipulate the press to get better coverage of his businesses. I know everyone loves Elon, but stick with me on this. Tesla's been getting quite a bit of criticism in the media recently. The criticism is pretty standard fare for a big company creating new emerging technology. News reporters should be jumping on all the possible issues that come with that new tech and making stories out of it. Elon really seems to hate the hate bad press. Seeing it as some kind of witch hunt against him. All this media business stuff turned out of him ranting about Tesla's bad press on Twitter, so there's no way it's unrelated. I feel like this idea is Elon's way of trying to throw shade at the current state of the media for daring to criticize his businesses, rather than doing it for philanthropic purposes. It's kind of a dangerous way of operating, if you think about it, creating a media business because you won't like criticism, so you given better coverage in the media. Regardless, Wikipedia has been doing this exact thing for a while now with Wiki Tribune. Wiki Tribune. So it's not like he's breaking new ground. But yeah, I appreciate you, Circus for this really in-depth response on this. I've, like, if it's to the case where, like, Elon is trying to come up with the system of rating journalists in a way, you know, like, kind of benefits their business, then I can see it's kind of sketchy rather than you know for philanthropic purposes but yeah and, yeah if because it's... because uh if for someone like elon musk we have to consider that elon musk is more people yeah consider him to be a scientist and all of that but he's also a very good businessman you know he is one of the best businessmen out there yeah, yeah most definitely um next response comes from ragnarok plays card games he says on the surface it looks like a great idea although the idea of rating credibility can be tricky as a lot of times when a story comes out journalists use the base facts they have i feel like it would be too easy to have someone's rating screwed up because of things like this 
So they make a statement about a situation, give a statistic that yeah, statistic that is a rough estimate from police. What happens when the police are wrong? Uh, sure, the journalists can later update the article, but how do you factor that into the credibility? Because if it is based solely on face checking, it gives one wrong post and one correct post, meaning it would average out to a 5 out of 10 post. Then again, just have humans check the stats and have an ability to, to submit articles for review and is good to go. Mm. Um, That's interesting. It's yeah, because like the the one before that was like posted, they they said, you know, Wikipedia has already done this. So it's like he's not breaking new ground, but for for him to touch on a topic like this, of course, like with a with Elon Musk being this billionaire businessman, of course he's going to have personal uh interests on it. He's not going to be like, "Oh, I'm just going to do it for philanthropic reasons." However, if he also has philanthropic reasons tied to it uh i guess he wants to break the barrier of like uh anybody being biased towards a particular political party because they're either paid by them or either they have like you know they ha- they're biased towards them and against the other party or something like that they don't want he d- maybe he doesn't want like that to factor into journalism so even if he does have philanthropic reasons, I would say, yeah, there is a there is a great chance of this being manipulated. There's a great chance of this being, I don't know, like, you never know, you know, like, unless you're there, uh, you always have to just listen to someone like word of someone's word of mouth, basically. You, you right, don't right. know if you can trust them or not, you know, like, no matter how great of a system you bring out with, you know, your robots and your algorithms and with your rating system, people are people. People will always be biased and people are just going to like who they like to hear. And I see this being more biased than the rest because if someone, let's say, talks really well, they would listen to him instead of someone who talks the truth. So that could be a big problem. And yeah, there's clearly good responses about this, you know, by the people. Yeah, so far, show. yeah. But yeah, the whole thing with Elon Musk, like his proposal, like it looks decent on paper, but then you don't know how, like what, how the direction is going to go you know, from there. So um, the next response comes from Zion. At least I finally pronounced his name correctly because I was saying Zion, but Zion. Uh, he says, I'm surprised we haven't seen stuff like this already, especially when things are written lazily or ignorantly that end up damaging not only what they're talking about, but also other journalists slash news articles. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Um, I mean, like I said, I haven't really followed too much on this, but um, like, or like read stuff about critiquing other journalists, but I feel like, you know, like some articles might be, you know, more like have more credibility than others or like, or like on YouTube, for example, like there's like, news channels out there like some might be more credible compared to other ones like we could even Mm. say like for example like drama alert or or no jumper or or the h3h3 podcast or anything like that you know or any Mm. other platforms that talk about um real world issues exactly it's like 
Yeah, it goes yeah, back to like what you said about people being biased on you know, what they think is no, <laughs> what, what they think is um, reliable, I guess, or what they think it's right. Exactly, and uh, therein lies the problem. You know, people are biased, and people are prejudiced, and people have certain interests, and you know, they they might like something and dislike the the other one. So to place this kind of a responsibility on people like like you said you didn't read about this too much and i haven't read about it at all uh, i i read the headline somewhere and immediately i was like hmm you know because i'm for me if i if i have to talk about myself here i w i would probably choose uh the h3h3 podcast or uh or something like that instead of like a podcast that you know that talks about like i don't know something and that's my bias right there because i'm a fan i'm gonna choose them and i'm gonna upvote them and their fans are gonna upvote them and it's like that if, if it's if the h3 if h3h3 productions was a news channel first let's say and let, like like tyt you know so what what do you base it on like do you base it on like people who are just fans or just because they're good journalists because H3 is not a journalist. He just picks up a topic he finds interesting and he talks about it. You right. Know? So it's like, I don't know. It's like people, people would make good decisions. I would say I'm not saying that people are stupid or something. But with journalism, with like finding out the truth, uh, hi, it's, it's a tricky situation. You, I would say let the people do their job. Rating them and trying to see who is better than the rest is not going to help. because. Let's say an amateur journalist comes up and he's really passionate about telling the truth. And he would bring up things that not even the popular journalist would even dare to touch. Because I, I forgot his name, but there was this person who talked about the 2008 financial crisis. Now, this person is not popular. This person probably won't be upvoted. Nobody knows who this person is. But he kind of showcased everything that was going with like you know with the 2008 financial crisis and he laid it out so well and i got to learn about the economy and the stock market and how everything functions from his article more than other people so am i a good judge for voting him or voting someone else like i don't know him i don't know these other people so i would say no like let people do their job. Let, let this happen as it should happen. And let people decide which of the stories they would follow and which they won't. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was saying earlier, like, because Rate My Professor, you know, it's a similar concept, you know, but except, you know, like, you're seeing which professor, you know, is more like, like not, I'm, I guess, more credible or more like, actually doing their job actually teaching you know well compared to like a journalist you know that's informing us about the news you know like i don't know if there's like some sort of like comparison between them but yeah that's kind of like how i i see it in a way but again like a gray area i would say for sure the next response comes from seab official uh he was our guest on the previous episode he says that Keeping a database of people is never a good idea. It makes it easier to segregate, divide it, and ultimately discriminate. Yeah, I could, I could agree with this, definitely. definitely. Um, next response comes from Unusually Dumb. 
he says that for a businessman like him, a kind of ranking system <clears throat> would be very useful. But it really would depend on who is giving the journalists their rating. The idea would be sound as long as the scores are unbiased. But I kind of just say it's kind of hard to be unbiased when it comes to rating a journalist. I mean, I mean, it's easier to rate a professor because, uh, oh, okay, this teacher taught me well or actually went with the curriculum. So, yeah, I'm going to give him higher rating. Or if you're rating, like, a Lyft driver but mm-hmm. or an Uber driver, but rating a journalist, you know, that feels like, you know, an entirely different story. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, it's like with Rate My Professor, you know these people and you're, you're, you're going to get something of value from them. But with journalists, you're getting the truth from them. And the truth is not always pretty. You're not always going to get something sh- sugar-coated to you. Like, I want to hear about this person being the most evil person on earth. Uh, let's say about Trump, you know, like, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know about Trump. I don't like Trump. You vote a journalist who, like, always writes, you know, everything, like, wrong about Trump. And one day, let's say he, Trump brings out this bill or this thing that sort of might have worked for some reason. And he's like, hmm, maybe Trump is right about that particular thing. Like, that might work for the economy, maybe. Everybody would, like, you know, go against him because he, you know, he talked well about trump or let's say about obama you know like during the obama administration like if someone let's say was talking really well about obama and then suddenly obama brought out this bill and they're like maybe i disagree with obama about this thing you know like this might not work and everybody would go crazy like how dare you you know so yeah like biasness will always remain a thing so i would say like the rating system not only would work it's pointless because this this the journalism, the, the way journalism is portrayed will change, like from, let's say, radio, uh, radio, uh, what was it, broadcasts, radio broadcasts to newspapers, to television, and now to social media. Most of us get our news from social media. The, the venue might change, but the way of conveying journalism will always be the same. My take is that let these professionals do their job. And the audience, the viewers, are smart enough to distinguish between this is bullshit and this is like this is credible. This is a credible news source. I'm going to read this because this is actually saying something. And let them be the judge of what's right and what's wrong. And yeah, and I don't know, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get your, what you're saying. Like, yeah, biasness is always going to be a thing. Yeah, hello. Hello? Are you there? I'm here. Are you here? Hello? Oh, Hello? There. <laughs> oh, you kind of you kind of lagged out there. All, All right. right. Yeah, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, you know, biasness is always going to be a thing. You know, you can mm-hmm. like I would say yeah, like what you say, like like let the journalists do their job and then it'll be up to you know the readers or the audience, you know. Who they get the news from? They say, "Oh, okay, this guy's not reliable. Okay, I'm just not gonna read what they have to say," and then, and then just look at or find somebody else, you know, that has more reliable stuff to say, like like that actually says the truth, you know. Exactly. Yeah, they could just simply not go to that the other source rather than just like rating them. I guess then it's kind of kind of form more of a bias like okay yeah it, it, the majority doesn't like this person or this source so we're just not gonna get our news from them 
So yeah. yeah and, I feel like it's going to cause more problems. It's going to cause more problems. And there's always the potential of having echo chambers built around these people. Like everybody who votes these people, they'll be like, I'm now in this bubble and I'm not going to get out of it. But the, the, the greatest thing about journalism is that it, where there's more factual evidence, that person will always win. Like if, if he or she has enough factual evidence to prove what he's talking about, you can't refute it. You can, you can talk about like, uh, you know, 9-11 was an inside job as much as you want, but it's like no matter how many conspiracy theories would come out, the factual evidence will always stand there. And the journalist who reported that, they got it from like credible sources. So ranking them, not ranking them, I don't know. It's like beyond the point. Unless he's talking about like biasness towards like political parties, maybe that's like, okay. But yeah, back to the first thing. If he has a personal interest in this, maybe it's not just for philanthropic reasons, but it's, a, it's whatever, you know. Nobody is a saint here, let's face it. So everybody has their own agenda, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's actually go to the last response from that ar- the anarchist nub. He says that I think the idea of Elon creating a website to judge the trustfulness of media outlets and journalists could be a good idea with how much fake news circulates from Fox News to CNN and everything in between. It would be good to report the facts of something without an agenda. However, I believe it's also a user-submitted rating of people and considering the type of people this would attract, I feel like it could fail. And hell, even if it was just Elon, in the words of Mr. West, no one man should have all that power. Yeah, that's very true. It's it's like the Wikipedia thing, you know? Wikipedia is out there for the open for everybody. You know, you don't have to, like, it's not controlled by someone. Like, yes, it, it is a, it is someone. Yeah, yeah everybody, some... anybody can edit from Wikipedia. Yeah, someone can like just edit something just, just to troll or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if someone puts a, a trolling comment in Wikipedia, people will be like, that stands out. That's not true. And someone will come there and re-edit it. So Wikipedia is there. So uh, for journalists, for journalists, the rating system for journalists, it's like, I don't know. I don't, even if Elon Musk executes it, I don't see it. Uh, being successful, let's say it'll yeah, be like right. a failed I... social media app like Orkut or MySpace or something. You know, it's not. Yeah, I have work. like mixed feelings about it. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like it's like a gray area to, uh, yeah, to think exactly. about. It's it's like with the biasness thing. I don't. I I hope I'm. I won't bore you with this, but uh, oh I no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> here. Like oh, yeah. it's completely off topic, but I feel it's like almost in the similar like parallel field but i was reading this uh, book on storytelling i was reading this book on screenwriting and there was one particular segment where uh where this writer was talking about like you you can't start to turn your art which is the movies you can't turn your movies into this like sermon you know to preach something you know like you can't start preaching something to people you have to convey your meaning into emotion you know like you have to convey your idea into an emotion so let's say you're talking about war and how awful war is, you know, like war causes something. I, sh- I forgot the fucking code, but uh, war, <laughs> war causes, right. you know, all this misery and death and all of it. War causes misery and death. Now war causes misery. You repeat it long enough and the person who is watching it is going to pick up a gun. You know, he's going to get so frustrated. And 
besides that, it's like you try to preach it all the time and people are going to be like, yes, I understand that's, that's right. You know, war is terrible. War is wrong. War is evil. War is this. War is that. But you're preaching to people without understanding the core of their nature. Men love war. Men enjoy war. You know, we love like this example that I gave, like with the Assam, the two boys being murdered mm -hmm. for, you know, going to this like location for sightseeing. Everybody wants blood now. Everybody's like that. Those people from that particular town who killed those boys, we want to see them hanged. We want to see them all hanged. Like 50 people committed the crime. They want 5,000 people dead. That kind of shows you like who people are. People love war. And no matter how much you try to scream at their faces, I come to your house and I harm your family member, let's say, you're going to be out here to draw blood, you know? No matter how good of a person you are, you'll be like, that motherfucker needs to die. I'm sorry, I'm cursing. Oh, no. <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that person needs to die, you know? Because that's who we are innately. So that kind of speaks about us. And I think it's the same here. You can rank journalists as much as you want. You can build a system and you can do this, you can do that. It's like you do all of this, but people will always be biased. People will always be biased. It's like YouTube. It's like YouTube. You know, you, you try to say like, oh, there's guidelines for YouTube. There's rules and stuff. But you see people like Logan Paul getting away with whatever he did. You see people like Logan Paul, like having a boxing match that's probably going to make millions for one show so yeah, it's with like, ksi mm -hmm. with ksi it's like he he should have been banned he should have been kicked out but no he's gonna make money and he's gonna you know and so many other people have done so much terrible stuff and they oh, get yeah. away with it on youtube they get away with it on television on everything it's like it speaks volumes elon musk can stick with his all of his technology and everything but he can't predict human beings human beings are, are unpredictable forces, unpredictable rockets in space. You can't like bring them out and be like, you're going to function this way and we're going to build this like, you know, accurate system. It's not going to happen. We're all uh, a-holes, so to speak. So, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like kind of like what you say, you know, like, like I kind of can see that too. Like in social media, sometimes it'd be like videos of like people fighting and everybody trying to record it rather than like breaking the breaking the fight off. You know, mm -hmm. that 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 does kind of say something, you know, about society. You know, the same like similar concept, but like like something bad happens, someone like instead of like calling night one one, oh, someone just records it. You know, like world like, star. People need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, people need to like set their you know like their priorities straight. You know, like why are you gonna record something you know like for i mean in a way like to kind of inform people but also in a way of that not like for the sake of like entertainment you know because don't try to like record it with the mindset that or oh, you're gonna get clout from it you know but yeah you know it's just i don't know it's just hard to say you know like sometimes it's, you know i disappointed in humanity at times you know yeah it, it's frustrating but that's where i go i i will go back to the old point you know like men love war and there's a reason why you know it's a, there's a reason why i'm not of of course i'm not condoning this kind of 
you know, like go take out your phone when someone is hurt or someone is fighting, you know, like try to break up the fight. But the thing is that there's a reason why we stop or we kind of like hit the brakes and slowly look at a car crash on the highway. We can't look away from, you know, we can't look away from carnage. We can't look away from destruction. We can't look away from, you know, like people hurting people. I don't know why, like I can't explain it, but it's, it's something in us, you know, that kind of wants to see this. Like, let's say with this, with something like something bad happened uh, with these two boys or with like anything else. And someone says there is a video about it. No question everybody would go to Live League or Gore something and they would go watch the video. There's no explanation why why we're watching it. It's obviously horrible. But there's a reason why websites like these exist. There's a reason why World Star is doing so well. Is because no matter what we say or do, we kind of want to watch this thing happening. We like we like action movies. We like this and we like that. It's like I I like to think of it is like all of us have two sides. You know, like all of us have two sides to ourselves. And because it's like because we can't predict it we we don't know like where we stand you know are we of course i'm not going to be the person who films someone while they're fighting but like am i going to be the one who's going to ignore the video of that happening maybe not you know like maybe i will go to world star and I w- i'll watch that video you know so what does that say about me so it's like i like to think of like both sides of us like we're good as well as bad and it's interesting it's it's very intriguing you know we i'm not necessarily condoning this kind of action but i think there's a there's a part in all of us that sort of i don't know that sort of can't look away from a car crash in a highway let's say that's what i'm trying to say i guess right like even like before like war star happened you know like for like thousands of years like there's just been like you know the concept of people like watching fights and like it's like that and then the adrenaline that you know people get from watching that or like or being in the fights you know like something needs to be done you know like because out of sometimes fights are could be like over like you know bias or like or like certain issues are not as important or certain issues are important but yeah with that said let's actually get into coming up with our question for episode 23 of the podcast so any question that you like um our listeners to answer for the next episode any question hmm. you have in mind? Any question? Hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. My question would be, all right. Uh, my question would be about this, about what I just spoke about, spoke about right now. Do you think there is a, there is a part of us there's, that's dark? And if you think there is, like for me there is, but if you think there is, do you think we need to address it? Like, yes, there is a part of me that, you know, that is dark and is like inside. And do we need to address it or do we need to suppress it? That's my question for the people. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, you're, I'm so yeah, so you asked, your question is basically asking, do you believe that there's a dark side in us all? And if so, like, what can we do to like, no, do I we guess. need to address it? Like, yes, there is, and I, I accept it. Or do we need to suppress it? Like, you know, like, no, I can be better than that. I'm like, you know, like something like that. That's okay, all right, I, I get you now. Yeah, most definitely. 
And yeah, folks, that's going to be the question for episode 23. Like if you're on YouTube, you can see it on the bottom of your screen. You, to answer this question, you could reply in the comments b below on YouTube. You could send me an email at moretruthbusiness at gmail.com, where you can also message me on, on Facebook or Twitter at Moore's Podcast. And we'll be sure to read the episode, sorry, read the responses on the next episode. And with that said, that concludes episode 23 of Morris Podcast. I would like to thank Shri Nation for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this. I had lots of fun. <laughs> I hope we talk about new stuff again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll definitely have all her um, social media and her links in the, the, in the show notes. Most definitely. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, and with that said, I'm more truth. You can't really see my face but you'll see my face next time on, on, on a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that concludes the episode. I'm More Truth, your host of Morals Podcast. Take care, have a great rest of your day, and let the morals be with you.